Sunday Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Couplets, and welcome back to the fifth Sunday of Easter for the week of April 29th, 2018. And I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to get this week going, and I hope that you're excited also. But as we get into this week, I want to first throw out my shameless plug for this week, because this week's I could not do the podcast this week without Working Preacher. And if you're not checking it out, it's not just commentaries. It's not just the Sermon Brainwaves podcast. There's a lot of additional great resources that are part of the Working Preacher website that have lots of discussions on various different topics like faith and science. It's worth your time to look into. It's a free website. It's a free resource and I highly, highly recommend it. It's one of the things that I use on a weekly basis. So I want to encourage you to take a look into it. But as we get into this fifth Sunday of Easter, I think this is a really unique and really fun week to talk about this as we're going through this Easter season. And I hope that you're enjoying your Easter walk as up here in the northern part of the United States, we are starting to get the thaw that everybody has been clamoring for for months now as it definitely looks like spring has sprung. This week we get some awesome I am statements, the kind of the final I am statements of where it's not just stating that I am, but that I am the, in this case, the vine, you are the branches is kind of the gospel text. And so the gospel text is out of John chapter 15 verses one through eight. And it's the very familiar, I am the vine, you are the branches. And, you know, it's very easy to kind of think about pruning and some different things like that as especially up here and we're starting to kind of get into that spring idea thinking about like with gardening and different things of that nature I want to possibly look at this in a couple different ways and especially like I stated sermon brainwaves gave me a couple ideas to look into this and again, for me not being an ordained minister, this Acts text this week was a little bit new to me. And it's been one of these that I actually had to do a, quite a bit of kind of research and kind of thinking about and, and contemplating how this is going to work. But our first reading is from Acts, like in the whole month of or season of Easter, we'll be going through Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40. And this is where we get Philip, who remember is going to be, is one of the disciples, and that he is going from Jerusalem to Gaza on what they say is a wilderness road or a desert road, depending on your version of scripture. He meets an Ethiopian, Uruk, who is a kind of a court official, a high-ranking person in their church. As he goes up to them, you know, he's getting called to go up to him and his chariot. He goes over, he's talking to him. He has a scroll of Isaiah. He asks, do you understand this? And he replies in a very unique manner, and we'll kind of get into this. He replied, how can I unless someone guides me? And we're going to go through something I I picked up from the Working Preacher podcast that I think was really unique. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. And so they sit beside him. It's a text from Isaiah chapter 57. They're kind of going through this. Philip then goes and talks about the good news of Jesus. As they're going along, they find an oasis. He asks to be baptized at that point. They go out, they baptize him, and then Philip is 
kind of snatched up, as it says in the scripture, starting in verse 39, snatched up by the Spirit of the Lord, it is brought to Azotus, another region, to continue to spread the message. So a lot to kind of unpack there, and we'll we'll dig into that in a little bit. We also then have this psalm from Psalm 22, verses 25 through 31. And I, again, as I was kind of reading through this, I see this as a very inclusive type of psalm. It, it, it It's going through and kind of talking about everybody and looking at how we're all kind of in this together and we all have to be caring about each other and how the love of Christ kind of goes through all of us. And then as we get into the second reading, we continue in 1 John, starting in chapter 4, verses 7 through 21. And this continues that theme that we've been getting in 1 John. And actually, the pastor I went and saw this last Sunday, Pastor Mel Rao, uh, brought up, and I would definitely agree as we're working through this, it's... Often we talk about that the love chapter is 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I would agree in the aspect that the love book is 1 John. And this is where we're getting, again, this this repetitive message is continuing of this love that Christ has for us and what does that mean. And I think one of the things that we can take out of this, and especially me being an older sibling, the com- from verse 21, the commandment that we have is this, those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. And I kind of want to take that line and take that idea and let's spread this on a, a broader cast. Let's let's think about this in a in a bigger in a bigger way. And I think there's there's a great tie-ins that we can get into that. But let's kind of start a little bit then with the Acts reading and we'll kind of build from there. One of the things that they brought up in the Working Preachers podcast, and, and I and I stated from verse 31, how can I, unless someone guides me, how can I understand this text, which he's referring to in verse 30, unless someone guides me? And they talk about how throughout scripture, when we're seeing this these references back to stuff from the Old Testament or earlier scriptures, that they weren't ever read individually. They're read in groups. They're read with people around that whole idea is that we're not, it's not supposed to be just a singular interpretation. It's that we're working together as a community, as a group to do this. And I was thinking about that and was thinking about kind of some of my past history and that, and that's, I find that to be entirely true. One of the things for me, uh, I spent a year in, where I was working kind of a, a crazy contract job. It was really cool, but I found myself in a congregation which had a really good young population. You want to put it like Sunday school age students, which was awesome. They had great like middle age, like, you know, parents so your 30s and your 40s and your 50s, and they had a decent, you know, older community. And I came in as a 23, 24-year-old kid, and I kind of was feeling, I was kind of sitting in this no man's land, this age when, you know, all the kids are either off at college or they're coming, you know, they're going and finding a career elsewhere, and then maybe we'll look at coming back. And it was a really unique experience. And one of the things that I really found for myself is they had a men's Bible study that was huge for me. 
It was really important. It was awesome to be able to vent some of the different concerns and stuff that I was having kind of with my life or different things I had experienced and being able to relate or bring kind of a new twist to something, but also hearing this wealth of men uh, experience of life for me was just huge. And so as I was thinking about that and, and coming back to that through Working Preacher, I think it's one of the things as a church we have really gotten away from in a lot of cases. And I think it's something that as a church we need to start really contemplating and considering how are we how are we doing this now? How are we going to be able to continue to share this message with people as a as a multi-generational tool? And I think that's a really important thing that we need to really be thinking about. That's where there has been the movement of like this intergenerational Sunday school type of idea. And I would be in support that I think there needs to be more intergenerational type of things going on. It's it's that connection. It's those types of things that we need to be thinking about. And, and as we look at like Philip here and kind of going to what we could say the ends of the earth or going, you know, going where the spirit is leading him, you know, they're still looking for that community. They're still looking for that aspect. And as being considered part of the millennial generation, I think it's one of the things that as younger people, we are still looking for. And I think it's kind of the inner struggle that the church is kind of going through right now is where you have younger people who are wanting these deep connections. And it maybe it's in a little bit different way than what we've seen before. And I, it's one of these, these things where, that when we look at like social media and and all the things like that my generation has been raised with it's so easy for us to to isolate ourselves and to kind of forget the community or think we're in a community where it's a digital community and sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes that's not really the type of community we need to be in we need to be in an actual physical community to be able to to surround us with at love be able to see that to see the empathy to see the you know the physically have the the hug when you need that hug type of thing and not just going to social media and I know that's a fairly long little vent there on on this passage, but I think it kind of sets up where we're going because it's from this, it's from these discussions that we're seeing here in Acts that Philip is able to talk about his faith. And it, again, this gets back into some of the things that we've talked about, being bold with our faith and being able to share our faith and talk about our faith. It's from this community. It's from going through these texts. And I would argue in this case, it's not even just that they are talking about their faith, you know, talking about scripture. It's that they're meeting together and being able to talk about these things and wrestle with them and go through that together that that that's where then the faith is being able to be brought out. And that's I find it more and more in my life as I am figuring out what I'm doing in the next step of my life. As maybe maybe some of you know, maybe you don't. I'm currently unemployed so I'm in my off time looking for a job, figuring out what am I trying to do next, which is a task in and of itself for me for multiple reasons. But 
as I'm kind of going through this and wrestling with this and working on thinking about all this, it's amazing how many conversations I get in with people talking about different things, talking about I go and lift at the local high school and will start talking to high school students that I know and start talking to them about future stuff. And as I'm just a little bit older than them, talking about recommending different things that I wish I would have done at their age, you know, as you're getting closer to college, you know, how much you've planning and thought and dreaming have you done you know and that type of aspect and and helping you establish steps so that you can be able to accomplish that and get you to the place that you want to be at a later date and and if you think about it for me it's amazing how many of those conversations when i get to know these kids end up being faith conversations and i get to talk about kind of you know not pushing my faith but just talking about who i am and this is something that matters to me and why and, I, and again, as, I, as we're looking at this text, I would argue that this is the same type of thing. The same type of thing that, you know, Philip is just talking with this man. And, and, and as they go through, the other thing to point out, it's the Ethiopian man who points out the water and asks to be baptized. It's the Ethiopian man who is asking to be baptized. And one of the things, again, that they brought up in the Working Preachers podcast that I think is so big for what I would consider what we more the traditional church, the you know, the not the evangelical free or non-denominational, but when we're looking at Catholic, Lutheran, Methodist, Baptist, there's a lot of times that I think it, we assume people are baptized and we maybe forget that they may or may not be. And I and it's a nice awakening to this that this man is letting Philip know that no, I I am ready for this step. I want to be baptized in in into the Lord's family, and I think that's a really unique way of thinking about that. And again, then we get this you know this kind of this call to going where the Spirit's wanting you to go. That's one of the things like for me figuring out what where is God wanting me to go? What what job? What place? What location? Uh, what fit does He want me in to fill what role? But I think it then. From that, and once we kind of digest some of that, we can get into this gospel text. And as I've listened to Working Preacher more and more, for me, one of the people that I've really enjoyed, especially as we keep referencing back to John, is Caroline Lewis. Caroline Lewis has actually written a book on the gospel of John. I received it myself. I've looked through it some. I'd recommend it. I love kind of her interpretation and makes it very... It's, it makes it very applicable to today's, the society that we're in. And I think it's one of these these things that we really need to think about. And I would recommend if you have had the time, either listen to her in Sermon Brainwaves and, and contemplate looking into her book. I've been really impressed. I think it's if you were in the ELCA church this last year and you got the devotional that they had, there was a two-week period where her she wrote the devotional, the daily devotional, and when I was going through that with my mother this Lent, I recognized very quickly, it's like, I think this is Caroline Lewis, that she just has a very distinct style that I really enjoy, and it makes it really real. And I'd, I'd recommend it. That's my shameless plug for Caroline Lewis. I really enjoy her work a lot. But as we were, as she was kind of talking about this, I am the vine, you are the branches, she kind of brings up how we kind of can get caught up in what all this means. And if 
you know, the father is the vine grower. We have Jesus saying that he is the vine and we are the branches. And I think the key word that we forget is we. I am the vine. He removes every branch that, you know, that doesn't bear fruit. He never singles out individuals as the, you know, as a single branch. You know, going to verse 5, I am the vine, you, as he's speaking to the disciples, not Peter, not like, you know, Philip, you are the branches, we all are. It's this community aspect again. And that as a community, he's then, if you look at it from that perspective, it's as a community where there isn't fruit, that's where he is pruning, that's where he's taking off that branch. When they're talking about it, the branches that are gathered and burned, it's where we, if we try doing this on our own. Again, this idea of giving up self for the we. And you're probably saying by this point, Tyler, you are how far into this podcast? Almost 20 minutes and you really haven't brought up science. And I found, actually my mother sent me something this week and it worked so well with this. I I wanted to set this up from this perspective. And it's the Great Coral Reefs of the World. As you've probably heard by now, the Great Coral Reefs are under high, under a, a watchful eye as we're watching more and more of these coral reefs going through severe damage. Uh, and it's being attributed to the warming water, which, which from the science and different aspects is probably due to climate change that we're involved in. If you're wanting more details on that, let me know. I can, I can send you some more resources and where the science is kind of at with climate change at the current moment. But from that, one of the one of these groups has been trying to say a lot of nonprofits have been trying to do this, but it, it's just it's making it very difficult for you, you restore one section, but it's really not doing a on a, on a huge scale, and it's just such a valuable piece to our oceans ecosystems. And so what they were doing is is they're making it an actual kind of a business model, and that they're going through and harvesting off some of the some of the coral, and then raising it in a protected, if you want to put it, lab environment, uh, to essentially doing different processes to make these coral think that it's a young coral again so that it's growing faster and then when they can get that they can bring it back out into the coral reef to kind of help restore the coral reef and part of why i was thinking about this is think about it in the community aspect first from the corals perspective you have this coral that's being harvested off and being semi-convinced that it's a young coral but it's all these you know they're taking a, a section of the coral and then they're breaking it up into these pieces to kind of be like a, a starter kit if you if you will for coral and then they're bringing it back to to help the fish and to help the this this great ecosystem kind of like us planting trees in a way but then how it's also us as the caregiver it's also us humans in this case realizing that there's a problem, us realizing that we need to 
kind of work with this idea and how are we going to impact this? And it kind of gets back into last week's question of where do you see God out in nature? Unfortunately, we didn't get any responses to that. So the question will still be out there. And I think this week's Twitter question will be is where are you finding community? Where are you finding community? And I'm just going to leave it open like that. It, c- it can be your your faith community. It could be some other c- community completely and entirely out there. And I'll tweet it out shortly after. And if you haven't heard by now, we do have a Twitter. It's faith and sci, S-C-I, pod, P-O-D. Faith and Sci Pod, and that'll be, you'll see it's the Faith and Science Podcast. Right now, we don't even have a logo. Uh, so if you have a logo idea, feel free to shoot me an email. I'd love to see if we can work something out that way. But, it, you know, where are you finding this community? And I think this is kind of what we're, what this is really all about is, you know, science is such a community based organization. It really is. It's this idea of coming together and, and working on things. That's why we're published papers. That's why there's this huge acknowledgement section because you're you're building off other people's work. You're trying to replicate it. Can we move forward the technology as we're working together? And as a faith community, I think we're we're there's some spots where we do such a great job. But I think there's other times, even within the church itself, we struggle to find that community. We're struggled to, to make those connections. And it can be a church by church thing. But I think it's, again, one of these things as we're looking at the this shift that we have as, I will even conclude myself, as the millennials are, we have these different ideas. We have unique takes. We have all these different things. I, I consider myself definitely a dreamer. I have big ideas, big plans, big things I want to try to accomplish. But along the way, I need people who are older, more experienced to not necessarily kill my dreams, but to inform my dreams, help me to be able to build upon my dreams, direct my dreams, making sure that I'm making smart decisions with my dreams to steer me in the right path. And that's where I look at like this Acts text, what we get with Philip, as I look at like what we have here with 1 John and talking about the love and consideration that we need to have for our brothers and sisters. And I would expand that brothers and sisters does not just mean humans. It means the, the community, the world around us, living as a human or living as a plant, animal, something along those lines. We need to be thinking about that in that way. So I'm going to kind of leave you that way. And I'm really excited and glad to hear what you guys think on this podcast. And I'd love to hear your response to the Twitter question this week. Where is your community? Where do you find community? So we'll wrap it up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science.